Yo, what up, ladies and gents? You're listening to C-Jam Radio 99.1 FM, reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're listening to Wind City Sports with yours truly, Drake Damore. I have a big interview today with my brother, Darren Damore. So here we go. Central Combat Sports own Darren Damore. Coach Darren Damore. How you doing? Good, good. What's good? Nice to meet you. <laughs> he is my brother, if you didn't know. Uh, Central Combat Sports. It's a fine MMA gym right on Lausanne Road. Like I said, he is the coach and a martial artist at Central Combat Sports. Uh, give us a little background on yourself. When did you start? Why did you start? How did you start? Uh, I started getting into mixed martial arts when I was about 16, uh, still in high school. Um, quite a few months before that, I was um, getting in a little trouble in school and was hanging around the wrong crowd kind of thing, you know. And I remember something happened. Nothing crazy, just, you know, getting in trouble at home and stuff like that. Kind of late went on sort of thing? Yeah, and I just remember our parents, my parents, saying to me, you know, rather you got to go on, you have to go to, like, St. Mike's or something like that, some kind of mm-hmm. reform school or something, or you got to, like, do something to control yourself, right? And one of the options were to go go train and go train with our dad. Okay, right? so I, I can't remember this. So I, I went, like, did a couple classes like eh you know, it's okay I guess stopped going for a while and then did it again and just kind of just didn't it wasn't really my thing you know I didn't really fit in or whatever so I stopped and then I cleaned up my act and and then I started working out at a lifestyle I was just lifting weights and stuff like that and our gym used to be up in the upstairs it was like a section off area where it's only our gym and you could see it from the downstairs so lifestyle was downstairs and they're upstairs and there was like a big uh, glass window you could see in the guy's training yep. anyone that worked out at it's now fit for less on central the lifestyles on central they probably know what you're talking about yeah so yeah so you, that's how you discovered the gym then right yeah i used to look up there and it's actually a real funny story because there was like another room that you could go up and every, all the members can work on it. it was like a like a studio room like yoga and stuff like that yeah so i'd go up there and i'd you know, hit the bag or whatever, and I'd look into class, and I kind of, like, watch classes and stuff. So I, when I first go, went into the gym, like, my first class, I already kind of knew the guys. And it's funny. Hey, that's that guy, though. Yeah, we <laughs> still talk other. about it. Went in, and I tried a, tried a couple classes, tried, like, the free week, whatever, and I loved it. You know, I, I didn't really want to tell our dad because he, he was training in another gym. He's a black belt in karate, and, and uh, he was kind of, like, iffy about the subject for me going train at another gym kind of thing mm-hmm. so i used to like ask our mother like for ten dollars a class i could pay every class go in and have a membership this went on for a good like five six months and i finally you know got my parents to sign me up and everything and i remember my dad at the time was like oh they're, they're they don't know what they're doing they're gonna steal your money and they're gonna they're being rude to you and whatever mm-hmm. and of Obviously, that wasn't true. You know, as I know, I was. I found I just when I went in the gym, I was like kind of a uh, troubled young teen. Like when I didn't really know my direction in life, kind of thing. I just found like good people to be around. You know, I, I found a lot of role models, that people that I really looked up to, and you know, obviously Coach Peter and and all the other all the other guys at the gym. And uh, I made just, I made like you know lifelong friends and lifelong relationships and. I just I never look back from from then. Oh, I mean, there's old. always that level of intimidation, right? When yeah, yeah. When you're walking into the gym, so yeah, still back is. at our old gym, there's like you walk up these stairs, and 
it was just like brick wall and it was yeah i know it was a lot more like hardcore back then there just be guys getting beat up and being yelled at all the time and stuff so it was intimidating but after like my first class i was more like you know had the light bulb go off kind of thing and okay. was felt more comfortable everyone's real it was real cool like you know there's not a lot of ego yeah, involved that's what i mean so you kind of like see how these people are and you're like yeah, oh, yeah it's very welcoming yeah exactly okay so that was when you were 16, so that would have been like five years ago at least now. Yeah. So you've been training for about five years. One thing I really want to touch on really quickly, because you said you might have went to St. Mike's. Maybe you would have ran into Peter there anyway, because he used to teach there. I, I never put that together, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I never even thought so about like, that. So maybe it was like destined to be. Maybe, Because if you would have went down there. I don't know how what he does if he like, I doubt that he tells kids to come to the gym, you know? Oh, yeah, but on certain occasions, yeah. Because kids will ask him, right? Oh, I'm sure. I'm him. sure. And you see kids come in, and like you can tell that Pete knows them from like school. Yeah. Because they're like young kids, and they're like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, they love him, man. Whatever, you know? I remember like when I got like promoted for the first time in my green belt. I was still in high school, and there's like you know kids that you know from. Yeah. We went to St. Joe's. Kids, you know from St. Joe's that went over to St. Mike's for whatever reason, and I posted a picture online of me and 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 Peter and and. Uh, one of the old black belts, Big Dan, and uh, there was like 30 people commenting, oh my God, that's Mr. Zoran, he's my teacher, blah, 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 this and that. It was like, uh, it was like people people loved the, the fact that, you know, he was this other person in a different world. Exactly. And, it's like um, George Animal Steel. Remember we talked, like, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was a wrestler, but no, none of his kids knew, none of his students teacher. knew. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and he was a teacher. Yeah. So if you were to realize that your teacher was a pro wrestler on TV, you would be like, Oh yeah. my god! It's like the same thing you hear, like Mr. Zeke, and he's a martial artist. Uh-huh. Can, you know. But in that five years, you've done quite a lot. Well, I want to talk a little bit about how you got into fighting competitively. But before that, correct me if I'm wrong. You started doing jujitsu tournaments, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was your first thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like especially when I first started, like in the gym, it was like you had to at least have a blue belt, and you had to you know 100 percent be. There's guys that you know they're in the gym for like six, seven years before they even had their first fight and yeah. from the first day they walk in the gym they're like i want to fight mma so it was like a kind of thing where you had to be ready and i i understood that right away because you know the first couple of jiu-jitsu class you're getting ragdolled and choked every every couple of seconds yeah. so um i wasn't in any rush to to start fighting right away but i i wanted to compete after you know a little while of training and i uh, started doing some tournaments and uh yeah I, my first two tournaments i think I for two first two or three I came up short in the gold medal match so I won the first two matches the first match whatever and then I always came up short and then there was a tournament there was the Grappler's Quest tournament the it was like Canadian national tournament it was like a qualifier for like Canadian team trials or whatever and it was in Brampton this is right before I was gonna like graduate high school right so grade twelve like it was in May so I set a goal I was like I'm gonna hundred percent I'm gonna win the the gold medal. Uh, at the tournament, and I ended up winning a gold medal at the tournament. I had f- uh, three matches, and one guy came late. And the guy that came late, they used, in Grappler's Quest, they used to do, like, a challenge match. So these qualify you from the tournament if you don't show up when the division starts. Yeah. So the guy came late, and then I remember the, like, scorekeeper uh, asked me, he's like, hey, do you want to do uh, a challenge match? Because he came late, and, you know, they want to give him his money worth. So I said, yeah, I mean, did the challenge match, and... Um, 
he was a big, strong guy. He was fresh. I was just just had three matches, so I was pretty tired. And uh, he uh, he was just like I said, he was a strong guy. Like threw me threw me down. Got me, got the first takedown right away, and uh, went for like a dart choke. I ended up getting on top, and I ended up getting with the triangle in like the last couple seconds. And uh, it was just great feeling. Like at the time, it was real big. Uh, it was like a big accomplishment for me at the time. And uh, yeah, I look back on that, and it was just one of the one of the best feelings. Absolutely, well, competing. the two the two I don't want to say losses, but the two silver medals really yeah. helped you work towards that, right? Because you're like, yeah, you, wanted it. you really wanted it. You were hungry for it. Yeah, exactly. It helped me to learn more and how to you know deal with a loss. I think is really important. And uh, yeah, it made mm-hmm. me real hungry for yeah, that. Like that like goal. you said to me when I did the tournament uh, back in March, L stands for learn, yeah, not loss. Um, Shout out to Cedric Ben for that one. Is that where you got that? One of our coaches, uh, Cedric Ben at Central Combat Sports, but another one I wanted to bring up really quickly, sorry, was Rory McDonald. Uh, isn't that mm-hmm. where you met him? Yeah, at that yeah. tournament, actually, yeah. Just one thing really quick. Um, when I seen Rory back in March, I ran into about the tournament because he's from um, Oakville. Mm-hmm. The tournament was in Toronto. And he was telling me, it was my second tournament, he was telling me, you know, just, or don't be nervous, be calm, whatever. And I was like, saying that, and obviously I'm going to take all of his advice, but I was like, I just think that this is like a way to learn. You know what I mean? I'm not like here looking to yeah. be the champ or anything. You know, I'm like, I just understand that this is how you get better is by testing yourself and competing, right? Yeah, absolutely, 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when you're when you're testing yourself and, and you're competing, especially in that environment, it you learn a lot about yourself. You know, it's more of like, uh, yeah, of course, everyone wants to be the winner, everyone wants to be the champ, everyone wants them to wants to be the the hero. But at the end of the day, win or lose, like I always say, it's win or learn, right? It's rather you win or you learn. Even when you win, you learn something. So right. it's it's a big like epiphany kind of kind of deal, you know? Absolutely, it can be very methodical martial arts. Yeah, and I got real uh, addicted to that like feeling. So I was like going to all every tournament I could go to, and you know, traveling with the guys, and it was just, just a cool time, man. Yeah, 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 it's great. You you know, spend time with your teammates and you tell stories. You're traveling and get hotel rooms and stuff like that. It's, yeah, yeah, it's awesome, dude. And speaking of which, that can get into how you got into fighting. Yeah, same thing. It's as a team. But individually, how mm-hmm. did you end up at your first fight? And explain the fights, because you did kickboxing, correct? Mm-hmm. Which is a little different than MMA. For someone that is listening that doesn't know, just yeah. kind of explain the different the differences between those two and tell us your story. Uh, for the fights I had, it was like uh, K, K1 rules. So it was like, there's this, and it was in a cage. So it was like clinching on the fence and stuff like that. And you can throw a couple of strikes and, and knees and stuff like that. But there's, no submission, like in No MMA. submission. There's no, there's no takedowns. You can't take the guy down. And there's no ground and pound like that. It's basically just stand up fighting. So it's just a stand up uh, kickboxing match. But uh, I just, like I said, I just continued training, just fell in love with, with, with martial arts and uh, just kept training and, and eventually you know i started to get good and i wanted to to have my first fight and um my skills were developing in the gym and then there was like a smoker card at one of the local gyms and uh coach peter got me got me on the smokers card i was like one of the happiest days of my life it was it was uh, real exciting to be able to you know test your skills that you work so hard for and uh yeah so i had that fight it was like a smoker card so you there's no like the distinct winner at the end so they kind of just raised both guys hands and i didn't know this and everyone else was kind of like real friendly at the smoke car it was kind of like a you know just a demo kind of thing so i went in there we were the only ones mackie Meyer mackie was was coaching me he's like a real old school karate guy at the at the gym he used to teach kickboxing class and we were the only ones that went in there and kind of just ready to go we were just it was just ready to fight 
and so I, I like I said, I didn't know there was going to be no distinct winner or anything of like that. So I went in there and threw everything but the kitchen sink at him and, and uh, tired myself out. And I, I 100% won the fight. Um, anyone there knows that. But, uh, yeah, when, when the, both our hand raised, I was, I was real. You're confused. Confused and just upset, on? man. You know, you put a lot of work into Maybe if I knew that or was experiencing that previously then uh, it wouldn't have been such a big but again that uh, just made me more hungry for 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 more fights and, and stuff like that when would have this been what year this was uh december 2013 okay almost three years ago you had your yeah. first fight from then on how many more did you have and just briefly explain them uh, i had two two more kickboxing matches one were in the, uh one was maybe a year Almost two years later is in May of 2015. I fought in the in the states, and uh, I fought a real again a real tough guy. And it was another weird thing. I I, I went in there, and uh, again I learned a lot from from this fight. I went in there and I was you know very confident. I was a little more nervous than I was the last time because it was like a bigger show, and uh, I ended up dropping the guy with the knee to the body in the first round. And then it was supposed to be a standing eight count, but the guy got like a ten count or whatever. And uh, I didn't know this at the time, but everyone was saying that because you know when you're in the the cloudiness of a moment of a fight, it's mm-hmm. you can't really think. So I didn't I didn't know that he got a, a ten count or whatever, but he uh, apparently he got a long count, and I thought I won the fight. So I was kind of and when you're fighting, you have all this adrenaline going the fight or the match. You start to get an adrenaline dump, so you get like real tired, and your your arms get real heavy, and it's, it's just a, a weird feeling. So I started to get this adrenaline dump, and the guy gets up, and the ref says, "You know, the fight's on. You continue fighting." So I went there and continued fighting. I had this adrenaline dump the whole rest of the fight, and it, I ended up winning the rest of the first round, and just back and forth uh, was was the rest of the fight for the second and third, just back and forth. I remember coming out in the second round tired out of that adrenaline dump and just getting hit with a big uh, overhand right and I don't remember any anything from the fight after that so uh, after the fight was pretty pretty hard to deal with uh, physically because I was a huge headache and I was feeling real 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 beat up from that one but again you know learned a lot from from that fight um, started doing a lot more things after after experiencing that loss so it is good like I said just rather you win or you learn do you plan on fighting anymore or uh well obviously you know I I had a lot of a lot of uh brain stuff going a lot of a lot of, I had a lot of concussions. Well we'll uh we'll pause really quickly cuz I spoke about that last week on the show cuz I mentioned Mr. Kersey is going into the Hall of Fame the Windsor Essex Sport Hall. Yeah thing. yeah, shout out to Mr. Kersey. Yeah, absolutely. Respect. Respect. Absolutely. Um and I told the story about how he used to come to see you when you were in the hospital. So I on the show, I pr- had previously mentioned that you had a tumor mm-hmm. and that it was removed sex- successfully. You were very young. Yeah. I didn't get specifics. I just said that you were in the hospital for a long time when you were young. Yeah. And just I wanted to give a little shout out to him and like tell that story so that people kind of see the kind of guy he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. So guy. that way we just established that so that. Okay, so yeah, you had. So yeah, about, some the, about the, the brain stuff. So I st- after that fight in particular in, in the States, I, I started getting like. Uh, real bad headaches like when i was just training i didn't spar for a while because i, I definitely had some some little some damage done from the fight but uh, i didn't i didn't spar for a while but then i'd be like hitting the bag and stuff like that and i hit the bag and i get a i get a headache like a shock kind of wave through my head so i was like 
you know, wondering what was going on. And, and I remember sparring, I was getting sparring with Coach Peter, and it hit me with just at like a right straight, and I was like out of it on my feet, kind of. And that's the first time it ever happened to me in the gym or, or really ever. So I was kind of like, you know, started to think about this stuff, like, you know, maybe I should be careful of not getting hit in my head all the time, especially because of my previous condition. And uh, then Coach Cedric, actually, Cedric Ben, he referred me to a guy named Ryan Thomas. He's like, uh, he's a physiotherapist. He does a lot of work with the athletes in in, in the city. And uh, he was doing like this concussion test where you write it, you wrote it on the computer and it, you know, tests your senses and your, you know, gives you little things to look at. And if you get dizzy, it tries to, tries to see the symptoms of a concussion. So I went and explained my issue to him and then he had me do an injury test and my, my scores came out real low. So I, I had been already injured going into the test so I was uh, you could tell I had a few few knocks to the noggin a few bumps and scrapes yeah bruises so uh I was like he told me I had to take um at least three months off no impact training at all so like not hitting the bag not doing any hard wrestling not doing any sparring like not doing any running because your feet hit the ground impact training could be uh impact on you and impact going out as as you're saying hard hitting and yeah exactly yeah yeah, so it was that was real tough to deal with, like training so much. Like you know how much I train, I train all the time, yeah. and I train people, and not not being able to train yourself is for me at least. It's it's real it's real frustrating because the way I make myself feel good is from training, right? I it's just hard for me to understand myself without training in any kind of martial arts, whether it be jujitsu or or kickboxing, or whatever. So it's like a hard hard little period of time to go through. Especially when you still have to be at the gym and you watch everyone train, everyone's getting better. It's like it's difficult. But uh, then I, I did another match. I kind of I took my time off and then I went back into training. This is the last summer, so I went. I did another kickboxing match and I won the match. And um, you know I came out with no no damage. And then again it was back to sparring. I was training for another fight and then boom got hit with another big shot from one of the big guys in our gym and it was like seeing black spots every time I got hit. So, again, went back to Ryan Thomas and did another test, so it came out as another concussion, and then I had to take some time off, and then I had to go to the doctor and go to the, you know, go to Ryan and go to a bunch of, see other people for their opinion, and I get different opinions from everybody, right? Of course, the opinion from everyone basically is you need to stop fighting, and as a fighter, you don't want to hear that because, you know, you're you're so in love with something, you don't want to just blatantly stop uh, doing what you love, so... I was just trying to gather as much information as possible, and uh, I finally got in with a neurologist, like a neurosurgeon, and um, I brought him the CT scans of my brain, like I had like an MRI, and I brought him the the pictures and everything, and um, this is in February, so I had my my meeting with him, and he looked at the CT CT scans, and he, he told me that because of my surgery, so I had, like, incision in the back of my brain. So I have, like, scar tissue here in the back of my brain. And because of the surgery, I lost a bunch of cells during the surgery. So that's why he said that I'm so susceptible to these little things like hitting the bang and headache. Because no one ever, a lot of, I know a lot of boxers, all the boxers that never even get headaches from sparring ever. No. You know, so. But also, they didn't thing. really know these things before, yeah. right? It's huge now. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of knowledge behind, uh, brain brain stuff and concussions and sports and stuff like that and i think it's honestly man it's 
it's something to to know about, especially yeah. if you're in a contact sport. It's something to be knowledgeable about, and you gotta be safe, man. You know, I, I train a lot of guys that you know want to fight and stuff like that now, and my number one thing is safety. Now, you know, you don't you don't go to slug slugging fest and, and sparring and and you know just fight smart and. and the best thing is to to be safe. That's the first line of defense. You know? It's way before our time, but the mentality used to be, like, to not tell anyone. You know, yeah. Like you said, like if they would have said you have a concussion, just go home and whatever. You wouldn't want to go to the gym and be like, "Hey guys, I got a concussion." So, you yeah. Know, see you in six months or whatever. You're just gonna be like, you know, I'm just gonna go and mm-hmm. just do it because that's what I want to do. Yeah. But in the past, that didn't really play out too well for a lot of people, and that's yeah. why it is how it is today yeah and you look at a lot of these great fighters right like uh, just they took big shots the whole career and and like muhammad ali's for example right he's such a great talker wasn't even able to talk by that you know last 30 years of his life so it's 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 a sad thing to see that happen and you know it took a lot of thinking a lot of a lot of decision making for me to you know put your priorities in check and like i said you always i always try to learn from everything right so whatever happens i, I was told by a very smart guy um you can't control the things that happen to you in life, but you can always control the way you act, the, tri- mm-hmm. the way you react. You control what happens after that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I tried to just really learn from, you know, the the, the situation I was in, and and I ended up taking a lot of positives f- from it, and just it, it just taught me to keep my priorities in check. You know, awesome. what what's more important is me going out there and testing myself, and you know, being the fighter and and testing my ego every day, or or what's you know, more important is my life. Because my- we spoke about this a year ago when this was going on, and the only thing I, the only way I could really put it was take a break now or take a break forever. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if if this is if this break's going to help you recover, then you can keep doing this for the rest of your life. If you just go through it, then something could happen, and mm. you might not be able to train anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so after, I mean, after the, the neurologist um, meeting, and after hearing his opinion, he told me, he gave it to me pretty straight, you know. So uh, that, his opinion kind of really scared me and and kind of set me straight. So that's why I made the decision is like, you know, I'm not gonna gonna fight anymore because, like I said, my, I I seem to be doing well in what I'm doing, and if I take any more blows to the head, then I might not be the same person I am, you know, before that, and it could change you forever, you know. So. I I just made the decision to keep keep training and keep training people and 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 just help change people's lives and at the end of the day, that's that's why we do this right. That's why we have our gym. That's why we that's why we do jujitsu and th- that's that's the whole the whole reason behind it is just to make ourselves better every every day than we were the day before when we walk in the gym. Um, not not to not necessarily to be the the best in the world, the champion, and that's of course a lot of everyone's dream when they come in, but. At the end of the day, you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this to better yourself. And and what made me better is just learning uh, about martial arts and learning how to apply the little lessons you learn in the gym to your everyday life. And, and, you know, the whole reason why I am like I am today is because of martial arts, the way I talk to people and where I carry myself and everything I do. It's be hard to, you know, imagine not training because – because of you know the positive it's, things, it's, it's like like I was gonna say earlier, like the doctors were making it seem like they're taking it away from you, saying you can't train. It's like someone that loves fishing, or or you said like you know I just express myself by going to train and just you know getting my mind off stuff by going and training, whatever. 
someone that loves fishing, if they can't escape and go do that, then they're just going to go crazy maybe yeah, and be like, yeah. what am I going to do, you know? Because some people just relax and, you know, if they're having a bad day, go fishing, go bowling, whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yours is martial arts. Everyone has their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the kind of feeling that I felt, right? Like, yeah. well, what, what am I going to do if I if I can't train martial arts? And, um, you know, it was scary. But like I said, just I chose to just take positives from it and learn from it. And I'm, to be honest, I'm I'm happier than I've ever been now. Yeah, that's the best mentality you can have. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of lot of hard times when you're trying to be a fighter, when you're trying to accomplish something so difficult in life, and you're trying, you know, you're testing yourself every day, and you're pushing yourself to your breaking point every single, every single day, every single, every single session that you have. It's it's a very tiring thing. Like you can burn yourself out real, real quick. And honestly, I feel better just my body, my mind, and just my spirit, like everything I do, w- without that grueling aspect of it. I still train martial arts every day. I still spar. I still, you know, I still teach. And I, it's just taking that little, you know. I think you found a good like, medium for it where yeah. before you were just so intense into it. Now it's like you still have the same love for it. But if you miss a day, you miss a day. If you don't train as hard one day, then whatever. Yeah. You're not going to like get hard on yourself because of that. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. before, you might be like, I need to get back into it. And yeah, and that's when you end up getting hurt, right? It's exactly, yeah. Those and days where you're tired yeah. or you're sore or whatever. So when you're bettering yourself, you're you're happier and yeah, everything is skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I, I really feel like the, the best I've felt in a long time. And, um, you know, my body's healthy, my mind's healthy. And, yeah, man, I feel great now. That's great. Um, earlier you mentioned the values and morals and everything that comes with martial arts relate to the outside world, social work, whatever. Yeah. And you like, Darren teaches the kids class at Central Combat Sport, the morals and everything and translating it into the schoolyard, at school, whatever. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, there is a karate tournament this Saturday right here at the university. And he sent a letter to whoever's running it or whatever and said, just basically, you know, I love this kind of thing. I love this tournament. He started doing judo when he was young, and he said the exact same thing. He said, "I right away I learned everything that comes with it, the self-discipline, blah, blah, blah. It relates into social and work mm-hmm. and stuff. So I was kind of like, that's cool. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. That's cool. It, it's, you know, our prime minister saying that, and that's pretty sweet, you know, when yeah. you can relate to it. Yeah, and then it just popped in my head when you were talking earlier, so I wanted to mention that. Yeah, shout out to, to Trudeau, <laughs> man. But that's awesome, man. Honestly, anyone I, can do it, right? Anyone can do it. That's what I was about to say. Like, it's it's truly for anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, martial arts can be learned by any single person. It's just, in my opinion, it's just it's proper to learn in the right way. You know, there's always going to be those uh, those meatheads that kind of you know learn like in the Karate Kid, the Cobra Kai. Yeah. Right? There's always going to be <laughs> those guys. But uh, it's just important to learn the art in the in the proper way, whichever art you're training in. Um, it's good to still have those traditional values, and like I said, man, like anyone, martial arts is for anybody. Anyone can learn, and it's it's about bettering yourself. To me personally, it's like I truly feel it's the it's the cure to everyone's madness, everyone's everyone's bull. You know what I mean? Everyone has these little demons and these little you know things that they don't like about themselves, and oh. things that they you know little things that they do. Anyone that says they don't are lying. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard to admit that, but when you Spent some time training in martial arts, especially something like jiu-jitsu or, or you know, Muay Thai, where you learn that, you, you know, you learn, you learn real-life situations, and you learn what, what can happen to you, and it, it just it filters out all the, all the bad things in you, man. Mm-hmm. You, know, it, you can see that in the gym. Like, even if you don't know, you kind of look at people. If you look around at our gym, 
You got guys like me who's like 150 pounds soaking wet. You guys like Goran who's huge. Yeah. You got guys like Dad who's been training martial arts practically his whole life, 50 years old. Yeah. You guys that are just starting that are older, like 40. Anyone can do it. Yeah, and, and that's no- yeah. Noah who, you know, he's a young kid. Yeah, shout anyone. out to Noah doing his yeah. homework. Yeah, yeah, you better be. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like whenever anyone asks me about it, I'm just go and do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, if anyone ever asks, I'm like, just show up. It's over there. Yeah. Like I work at the WCU Center. People ask me, I'm like, it's right there. Just 7 o'clock, 8 whatever. Just mm-hmm. go. Yeah, right and that's, uh, that's the thing about jiu-jitsu in particular, man, is just, it brings people from all different areas of life, like teachers, doctors, lawyers, police officers. Yeah, you see all the people that we have there? Yeah, people that are young people, old people. You know, you meet so many people and you interact with them in the same way as you would, you know, your your friends, you know, and you and you just you just learn other other people, you, you know what I mean? You learn how to how to be social, and it's 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 an amazing thing, you know. It's it's great. Like, there's a good quote, a good saying: um, God created small men, God created big men, but Jujitsu makes us all equal, and it's it's so it's so true because Jujitsu really does make us all equal. You know, like a guy like you, who's Who's whatever 150 pounds, or a guy like Coach Peter is. Yeah, even Coach Pete's 155 pounds. 55 pounds. Seems like he's 200 pounds when you roll with him, right? Yeah, you know, and it it really does make us all equal. I think Jiu Jitsu does that just in the the own culture of Jiu Jitsu. Like, it makes us all equal. You know, a guy that is a CEO of a huge company might view himself in a higher light than some, you know, than some. 16 year old kid but when that 16 year old kid triangle yeah. chokes you 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 now you're now equal and there you have it folks not a lot of time to get into any news today but i will have two players from the winter clippers next week andrew garrett and josh juvenville tune in here 99.1 fm wind city sports